All right, guys, here we go. Nord East podcast, huge sports cast. We are going to break down the final four teams in Euro 2020. Uh, we are going to talk about the Olympics. Spoiler, we don't like it very much. And uh, lots of news about the Wild and uh, some Quinn's talk. Here we go. Nord East podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Brian and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. <laughs> Great. It you? is super hot out. Yeah. But that's okay. Not it's for gonna long. Cool, it's going to cool down this week, and uh, you're going to need these hot takes to stay warm. Okay. Then I'm going to check out. I don't want them. I'm going to stay cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Um, we have a super interesting, fun uh, sports cast here. But if you didn't listen to our previous episode this week, go back listen to our screencast. Summer of Star Wars is flying right now with Solo. Uh, we talked Dave. We talked Loki. We, I don't know. It was a good episode, guys. It go was back, a lot of fun. Check it out. We had a lot of fun. I want to say Summer of Star Wars is going a lot faster than I wanted it. Yeah. Like, I kind of wanted to relish some of these moments. And now we're, like, getting close to almost halfway done. Summer of Star like, Wars kind of sweet. Yeah, summer like, of Star Wars fun. is fantastic. I just, I just wish it was longer, like all summer. Yeah, summer goes really quickly, like crazy. Like That's... especially when you're a teacher and you're not working, and you're like, I'm never gonna work again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, damn, it's already July. Like this is crazy. Then there's like teacher in service, August fourth, yeah. and you're like, yeah. shit, I've less than a month. All right, guys. So big time episode here for you guys. But before we dive into it we need you guys to uh, pull out your phones and give us a follow on twitter and instagram at northeast podcast also subscribe anywhere that you get your favorite podcast from and get the northeast podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free for free. thank you appreciate it all right guys we are drinking one of my favorite beers of the year oh wow is this gonna be up for a Nordy? I, it might. I really like it. And I, I, I kind of expected that I was going to think like, yeah, I want to try one of them and that's it um, because it's so sweet. Um, this is our good friends over at Modest doing um, their best T-Swift impersonation with invisible string, the strawberry rhubarb lager. Okay. Um, this is a perfect beer for a hot summer day. It's pretty light. It tastes like a strawberry rhubarb bar. You know, I think that's a thing. We got strawberry okay, really rhubarb yeah. crisp, like kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It kind of tastes like that. It's really sweet, but for whatever reason, for how sweet it really is, um, it it mellows out enough that I just was never bothered by it. Yeah, it is a sweet beer. I mean, it's got so they have milk, sugar, marshmallows, and vanilla beans in it. So it's it's adding a lot of that. But to me, it's like a lager, totally drinkable, super tasty. I, I like really it. like this beer. I've really been only liking fruit beers if they're like thin and not like thick like the thick opaque heavy literally the can is really heavy maybe it's just because of the summer and the heat but if it's like a crispy boy and fruity i'm into it <laughs> i agree we love crispy boys <laughs> we love them i think that might be our new state fair t-shirt crispy boys yeah hell yeah um okay yeah <laughs> sure <clears throat> all right guys so here we go <laughs> I, i'm democratically outvoted <laughs> um we are going to hop right into the starting lineup today and we're going to start with some minnesota wild news that's not a place we go to early and often um, but they made some big signings uh, mostly through the middle um, they started out by giving an eight-year, $42 million deal, which I believe is like $5.25 million a year average, um, to Yoel Erickson-Eck. 
uh, who was fourth in whatever the trophy is for the defensive best defensive forward. Can't think of what it's called right now. Um, finished fourth there. Uh, he had a great year, 20 goals or, or so. Um, he's 24 years old right now and uh, should be a stalwart uh, up the middle as like a really good two-way uh, center for the wild for years to come so kind of came into his own this season really like, yes. re- like figured really it out did. yeah had a re- had a really great year um i think this this is like the kind of deal that feels like um it was a win for everyone it got done quickly it got done at a, at a price that feels fair for both sides and um you know it just seemed like they didn't want to get stuck negotiating this one especially with some tricky negotiations to happen with Kaprizov and um fiala yeah uh, which they're working on deals with both of them right now. Um, Kaprizov wants a short-term deal at big money. The Wild are saying, what if we gave you even more money at a long-term deal? He doesn't want that. Um, they'll probably find themselves somewhere in the middle. Um, I'm going to guess he gets something like four years, 32 million. I was going to say like 10 million a season, I think is probably where they're at with him. Yeah, I think, well, I think that they want to give him like eight for 10 and he's like, give me two for seven. And they're like, let's meet somewhere in the middle of that. So I think that it's going to be interesting to see what he gets, but I would be pretty confident that they'll they'll find a deal there um he is back he's not a free agent at the end of the year or anything so he's back no matter what they just don't want him going into the last year of his contract when he is the most talented player we've ever had and then uh kevin fiala i think is going to be the the most difficult because i have this feeling he thinks he's worth more than he probably is um but we'll see it's going to be a interesting summer I, i would expect the wild to make some big moves with an expansion draft, um, not being able to protect all of their defensemen, maybe moving proactively now to make a swing a deal for a big center. And I think, wasn't that something that Kaprizov like intimated, like, I don't want to be going into the playoffs next year with, I forget who he mentioned as my center. Well, I don't think he, he did. I think, I think Russo did. And, yeah, yeah, they said they said he didn't want to have Victor Rask as a center. Yeah, and... Uh, that makes total well, I'm sense. I'm sure he said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. He's probably said a lot worse. Yeah, but like I, I think that they're he his point is just like I know the wild are talented. I know the wild are a, a good organization. I don't think that we currently have the top pieces offensively to center um, the team to get us deep into the playoffs. Yeah. And he's, he's right. That, that's their downfall. They're good everywhere, but their center play offensively is, has been weak for like 10 years. I'm sorry. Their center play has just always been. It's always been Miko Koivu. Yeah. Just Koivu <laughs> and no one else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they also signed uh, Nick Bugstad to a low, you know, low per year deal, like under a million dollars a year. Um, local guy from Blaine, Minnesota. From the U. From the U. So. That's cool. Dad is a Irondale Knight grad, played in the NHL. Oh, legend. Legend. Um, He's probably, yeah. got a, probably got a portrait somewhere in uh, the Irondale trophy case. He, probably. It's a little sparse. I don't think there's many people in there. <laughs> um, all right, we'll move over to baseball here. Uh, Nelson Cruz is an all-star. Uh, I think this is pretty damning to the team that their only all-star is in his 40s um and only a dh and he's a dh he mashes the ball i would really hope he's not here much longer uh, buxton was having the kind of year to be an all-star well, i think um, it was gonna be buxton until he's just missed too he, much time he came back and then literally two days later got beamed in the hand and broke his so hand. isn't it that like one player from every team has to go correct and that's who we send yeah. yes I, I mean i'm not sure is it our choice i don't know if it's our choice but i mean okay it's, it's, that's who gets sent whatever I think Major League Baseball, if they're the ones picking it, would pick the most logical second or third person, and I think it's Nelson Cruz. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so really and truly, the thing we should be excited about with the Twins is like there's been a lot of talk that the rest of the league is waiting on the Twins to start selling. The Twins are going to decide the trade market for Major League Baseball. <laughs> because we suck, but we have some talent that's at a good age or on good contracts or in important positions um, that the Twins should should be the winners of the trade deadline. I mean, in reality, they should be able to start a rebuild. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to end up with top five prospects in baseball, but if they so choose, and I believe they should, um, I think they should burn it down. Uh, this is an aging team that's more expensive than it should be. Um, there are guys that are not carrying even their reasonable contracts, like Max Kepler, who is just fucking awful. Stinks. Really? The young German, Max Kepler? Stinks this year. Bad. What? Polanco has been okay, and he should be a guy they should look to move. Um, Cruz has no business playing on a bad team at this point of his career. He should be sent wherever he wants to go. Um, in the American League. Yes, yeah. in the American <laughs> League. Uh, Taylor Rogers is um, going to get moved for something nice. He'll be arguably the best reliever on the market available for especially because as a lefty so he's gonna get he's gonna bring in something nice and then i really hope that they move um, brios because i think brios could be the gem of the trade deadline and i understand he's under contract for one more year at a really reasonable price but after that you're gonna have to make a 160 million dollar decision on him with scott boris as his uh his agent and which we never do and we don't and so I don't foresee a way that he's here three years from now. No. And so at this point, I would be selling him for the best prospect that you can possibly get. And I don't want an MLB ready, guys. I want the best. The highest prospect on the list gets Berea, you know. Um, and I think you could you could come up with someone really good because I have to imagine a guy who is, what, eight and two or something with a you know pretty good ERA and is still young and on his his uh, arbitration contracts could really bring in a nice haul and so that's the guy I think could be the gem of the whole thing and then uh, Donaldson would if we could trick some team into taking Donaldson like ooh. him and Simmons yeah like trade Simmons he's just a rental but he's, like get yeah. some get something back he's not gonna be here beyond this season so um I think Eric always has a good saying like anything that's not bolted down um, should mm-hmm. be sold, and right now nothing is bolted down. Yeah, I think that the things that are screwed down are like young guys on their first deals: Kirloff, Larnock, um, Rooker, Rooker, maybe uh, some of these pitchers, a couple of these pitchers, Duran, and yeah. whoever the other guy is uh, who's killing it in AAA right now. You know, there's a couple of these guys who are screwed to the ground. But I'm listening to offers for anyone. This yeah. team sucks. This team is so bad, and like our star players can't stay healthy. Sano, I'd trade him for for a you know bag of balls. Yeah, a bag of balls and like a new net for the batting cage. Yeah, you could have Sano. Um, I would trade Buxton too. And like if someone could be tricked into taking Buxton from us, like that would be awesome. Because as good as he is when he plays, he doesn't play. Yeah. Yeah. He never plays. And so I like Buxton. I have been a- like even just it's one of those people it's like um imagine you're a driver who's really good and you've never caused an accident for yourself, but you always get like rear ended at a red light. Your insurance is gonna be higher. Right. Even though it's not your fault. And I think a lot of that is what has happened to Buxton. It's just bad luck. Like he got beamed in the hand and it broke his hand. It's not saying he's fragile. It's yeah. just horrible, awful luck. Like it just like it it's just not working out here. Trade him while you can. He's got more value now than he ever has had because he's got such high potential. And I know teams are going to be aware of his his health risks, but 
just it's okay. It's time to part ways. Yeah. Minnesotans love their prospects. We love the young guys. We love the the loyalty and the people that have been here for years. But it's time to let go. It's time to let go. And I've been a proponent of like, just wait. He'll turn the corner. I'm like and there I'm, with Sano, but like I'm not there with Buxton. Like I would be bummed if Buxton got traded. And it's always going to be for you know three prospects. Who and the, then I'll I don't know who they are. And then I will never see them. And when I do see them, I won't remember that it's from this trade. Sure. Which means like he's that's just gone. Good, he's just a, gone. That's I don't a great know. point. That's, that's a great, just from like somebody that doesn't know what the fuck's going on. That's, that's a great. That's yeah. a great. Baseball like at least analogy. I can watch yeah. and be like, I know Buxton. There he is. Like my guy. You know. So for the casual fan, it hurts a little bit. But I get what you guys okay, are saying. Okay, let's let's just take a little. I also want them to fucking succeed in the playoffs. So okay, let's do what we have to do. Let's take a, a slight detour because I want to ask you guys this question: Which Minnesota athletes? Are bolted down right now. Kaprizov. So let's go through sport by sport. Okay. Is there anyone on the Twins? Because I say no. Uh, maybe Royce Lewis. Okay, Royce Lewis. Lewis. Maybe Kirilov. Yeah, but no. Screwed down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you can take you take that screw up real easy. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. Just okay. back it out. So Royce Lewis bolted down. Sure. Okay. Probably. Okay. Uh, Kaprizov bolted down. Is there anyone else on the Wild? I say no. I mean Erickson Eck now, but even even I mean. But I'm but, just saying, if someone was like, "Hey, we'll give you." Yeah. This really good player and this good prospect or this draft pick for Eric Snack. You'd be like, I'll, Absolutely. Think, I'll think about yeah, it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Timberwolves, Edwards? It's got to only be Edwards. And even then, it's just because like, nobody in that like cheap, cheap contract, they're coming in their second year, ever gets traded. Like, There's no reason to. I mean, like, uh, let them play out with you guys. Yeah, runner-up rookie of the free. year. Runner-up rookie of the year is bolted down. I'm I mean, sorry. I, mean, yes, I, mean I would bolt him down unless, unless it was like... Um, What's his name? Uh, Doncic is refusing to take the court. They have to trade him. They want they want Edwards and four firsts and his manager is predicting he'll be so happy playing for Minnesota. And then I, I'd be like, okay, I, I'll trade him then. But I mean, in in any realistic situation, he he going nowhere. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so then, let's call. Can we call him bolted down? Bolted. If there's anybody that he's there, I think he might be the most bolted guy in the whole thing. There no, he is. No, bolted. It's probably Jefferson. Is probably the most bolted right now. Well, let's get there. Let's go ahead because I don't think there's anybody else on the the Timberwolves. So. No. And then Jefferson and Kendricks. No. <laughs> Jefferson. I think that's it. There's no. I can, the problem is, is as much as I like Minnesota United, I don't know if I could name four players. Uh, who cares? Right. So no one is. I mean, that league is like if you could get a better player, you'd, it doesn't you'd sell your family. Yeah for like a good guy from the Premier League. Um, I think that's it. Royce Lewis, Jefferson, Kirilov, or not Kirilov. Kaprizov. Royce Lewis, Lewis, Kaprizov, Edwards, and Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, we don't have time, but I think we could go through like a different market and I'd be curious to see if there's more or if it's just sort of that's, I'm sure there's like a, a couple per team as opposed to maybe one, but. All right. Well, that was real fun, but let's yeah. talk about something not so fun. Okay. Um, the Blue Jackets, Columbus Blue Jackets goalie, 24-year-old goalie, Matthias Kivleniaks, um, died in like the most horrible, tragic way for the 4th of July. He died from like a... like A, uh, a mortar to the chest, essentially. <sighs> yeah. He took like a firework to the chest while sitting in a hot tub. He wasn't shooting the fireworks off. He was watching the fireworks. They tipped over and hit him, killing him. Apparently, he tried to sort of usher people out of the way and kind of stood in, in the way or whatever to block people. And yeah. He's dead. Like, it's crazy. Like, this ain't Jason Pierre-Paul or whatever with a couple fingers where you can sort of make some jokes like, what an idiot. Like, this is fucking tragic. It's crazy. Horrific. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, Minnesota. <laughs> I see you. Even though people do it anyways. Like, all right, maybe you should ban some of this shit. People are so stupid and it's they always illegal. do it wasted. It's illegal here. Right. Yeah. Illegal. Exactly. In quotes. Yeah. So, this is this sucks. This is horrible. I'm sure his family fucking hates America at this point. But what about your freedom, Jim? 
Well, this is America. I know. <laughs> I'll give it up so people don't die from dumbass yeah, shit. I would I would too. All so. right. Um I hate fireworks. Yep. Okay. Uh hang it or bang it, hang it, fireworks. Um <laughs> Hang it or bang it. Uh, okay, Marv Alberts signs off for the last time. Uh, Marv Alberts, uh, great announcer for most of the NBA. Are you um, calling him Marv Alberts? What's his name? Marv Albert? Yeah. Just, just the singular Albert. Yeah. Thought it was Marv Alberts. Let's see. Do like, you go to Targets to get your? Uh, <laughs> well, did you know that Marv Al- Marv's hanging out with his brother? They're, they're Alberts. Well, but. did you know um, Marv Albert? Uh, favorite thing to do: bite women. Yeah, heard oh, yeah. that. He loves a. He's a biter. Uh, we know about that. Uh, likes women's clothes. Likes yeah. to dress up. Um, I can't believe he just like had a really normal career like two years after all that. I think he just was like so. But so did Hugh Grant, and Hugh Grant was like shopping for like black trans trans. Uh, well, they were transvestite at the time, transgender now, uh, prostitutes. He and was he's like yeah, baby, in the nineties. Hugh Grant was yes. No. Yes, look it up. They had like some great SNL skits at the time about it. Oh, that that's a that's a screencast topic. That it really is. No. So I'm, I'm mixing it up that a little bit too didn't much. Age well. <laughs> those those I bet SNL doesn't have those on like Hulu. Probably not. No, okay. they, I guarantee they don't. Um, but I guess you can bounce back from all that. So I guess in the end, uh, Marv Alberts, well done. Also, nice career. Uh, listening to him call the last few playoff games I listened to, he doesn't know what's going on. Okay, is he just like, doing a trash job? Or oh what? my god, he's c- calling people by the wrong names and like <laughs> over to so and so. He's like, yes, and it's like clang. Like, no, he uh. missed it, Marv. Like, you <laughs> come on, you got to get with it. Yikes! All right, so was he forced retirement? Like, I is he going to finish the playoffs and he, they won't even let him do the finals? I think it was what? just sort of like Marv. It's time, man. Yeah, you, you, get Doris Burke in there. Yeah. She's better. Um, I like the guy that does the bang. Who's that guy? Bang. If I do it a third time, would you get it? Okay, <laughs> no, guess not. No, I don't think so. He's fantastic. Okay, um, so Mike, Mike Breen. Yeah, that's who th- it is. Mike Breen. Ryan, thank you. See, you didn't even need a third one. So, uh, do you guys know about? One I of did the, it in my head, so that's yeah, where it came from. One of the great athletes in in the history of sports, Joey Chestnuts. Uh, <laughs> 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 ate seventy five hot dogs at Nathan's hot dog wow. eating contest. Christ Almighty. Um, <laughs> 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. I kind of think that we should do a hot dog eating contest sometime. Nordy's Challenge? That's a great idea. I mean, but you it's... have 10 minutes. You can have a glass of water. Um, you can eat them however you want to. How many do you think you could honestly eat? Five. I can just, I know how many I can eat. It's one more than both you guys. That's, <laughs> I don't know what that number is, Wait, are we going, we'll are get we go, there. Are we going Nathan's hot dogs or are we going ballpark? I, I don't, think what do they do? I want to eat the same as Joey Chestnut. They, well, they do the Nathan's hot dogs, which are bigger. The, can we get, oh, they do? Yeah. Oh. Well, fuck. I just want, I want the number to be impressive. Let's go smaller hot dogs. I want to, I think I could eat in 10 minutes. I'm hungry as hell. I think I could eat seven. Yeah. I in think 10 it, minutes? How I long think, do they give him? 10 minutes? He eats 10 minutes. He ate 75. Mr. Chestnuts? 75 in 10 minutes. Oh my God. Seven and a half hot dogs but per he's eating, minute. He's eating two at a time. Like, right. I mean, he's dipping them I can in do water that. and then just. It'll just take me double the time to eat. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, so I do, I do think we should do that. Um, yeah, let's do that. So we're going to raise money for charity at the same that's time. That's incredible. That's an incredible accomplishment from him there. Um, I think next year we should do it on the 4th. All right. So, like, you can be Joey Chestnuts. I'll be Kobayashi. I want to be Kobayashi. You I'm be a Kobayashi Co- fan. Okay, fine. Ryan's Co- <laughs> Joey Chestnuts 
And uh, I don't know another competitive hey, eater hey, than hey, name. I'll be know? Marv Albert. <laughs> did you did you guys see then their other contest, which was the the lemonade drinking contest? The chug. It I wasn't was that impressed so with that. Not impressive. I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. I've seen people on barstool sports drink a pitcher in like half that time. <laughs> this or... dude was trying to drink lemonade, a gallon of lemonade, and he about killed himself. I've seen Joey Chestnut in... drink a gallon of milk faster I've... than that. It was not impressive. It was like... Which is not even supposed to be possible. It was like if you just took two random people from the street, and that was what they they did. It was not impressive. The other guy was like like breathing and like struggling. I don't know. Maybe it's ice cold. Maybe it's ice cold. They didn't train for that. Wrinkle to it. So, uh, yeah. Joey Chestnut. Still the boss. You gotta love it. So... Other news, you had uh, NCAA uh, finally, after being an absolute criminal organization for most of their time, has now uh, begrudgingly allowed student-athletes to use their name and likeness to make money. Now, the first thing that uh, happened, one of the very first ones, um, I'm going to blow this. There's Hersey and Mercy Miller from Minnehaha Academy. They're uh, the sons of uh, Master P. Okay. They are big star players. One of them just went, I'm going to guess his name is Hersey. He's a senior. Sure. Um, he's a Division One player at like Middle Tennessee State or some school like that. And he just signed a $2 million deal that his dad, Master Pete, just set up for him. So um, players, good for them, are allowed to go out and get whatever uh, money they can with their name. And players are now endorsing products and acting like actual adults in a capitalist society. Weird. Like Makes people sense. who are annoyed by this can just fuck right off because literally we've been just watching um, adult slave labor in the name of free education for some of them, and all while that they meant were just, nothing to them. That meant them. nothing, and literally a bunch of the kids don't even get a free education. They're they're paying to just be part of the team, and we're like, hey, they get a jersey and to be on the sideline these kids should be thankful also i wouldn't do anything at work without being paid for it you know like fuck you (laughs) right they're like hey uh could you just watch uh jenny's desk for five minutes while she runs to the bathroom you're not paying me for it it's like that person wants kids to literally dedicate their entire lives to like being a professional athlete. Well, and it's not like they're watching a desk. They're literally like training like gladiators. Like they're, they're not just yeah. sitting around doing nothing. You know what I mean? Like they're actually like putting their lives and body and physical health on the line for the sake of... For, for 99% of them, no gain, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some good stories. Uh, maybe they get a good job at a car dealership, but that's like what it is for most of them. So, you know, what's this deal with Reggie Bush? Like he got, why does he want his records back and well, his Heisman back? So Should what happened? this is? What happened is, is like, so all of this stuff that people are now able to do in the open, they yes. were doing... In the shadows, okay, right, and so Reggie Bush was taking loans from an agent to give his mom money and pay for things, which is against the NCAA bylaws. But now that it's legal, he's saying, "I want my Heisman back because you all took that away from so me." Give him his Heisman back. Give or? him the fucking Heisman. Who cares? Back. Give him it back. Like why? Why? Like sports are just like um, a place for humans to escape from their stressful lives. But then sports just become stressful for no fucking reason. Uh, And no better uh, example of that than Shikari Richardson, uh, the track star who was about to 
um, perform in the Olympics this year, uh, one of the fastest women in the world, and she tested positive for marijuana. No, that is not true. She tested positive for a chemical that is found in like uh, mm-hmm. marijuana, which was but probably Delta 9 THC. Something, so. but it was also like, they, they wouldn't say like, she tested positive for smoking pot. Right. It was like this small trace of a chemical that they found in her blood. To make it sound even more like total bullshit. Hogwash. I mean, yeah. in a legal state, um, I don't really understand the full story, but she didn't have like a like a big relationship with her biological mom, but then found out that her biological mom from a reporter told her that her mom had died recently. So, you know, she kind of spiraled and was in a legal state and smoked weed and then probably hoped to be able to pass the test. You know, that would be out of her system or whatever happened. And it, it wasn't. And I hate that she's sort of like been the bigger person and apologized to her fans. Like, I made a mistake. I know what I should be doing. I would be petty as fuck if I was her. I would be like, this is bullshit. Fuck all you people. Fuck the Olympics. Change the rules. Let me in right now. I want to compete. And she's not doing that. So good for her. Um, It just sucks. Like, dude, Do you guys remember it's all that? leading to a boycott. Do you guys remember that time when... There was that swimmer guy. Uh, when Ryan Lochte <laughs> and his friends like fucked up a whole store and then they they filed a police report, a bogus police report blaming brown people and yep. then and they they were all fucking hammered drunk when they did this racist bullshit. They committed a crime and then he just swam in the Olympics and he was like interviewed all the time, bruh. Remember that? Yeah. And that was like at the Olympics. Yes. That was yes. at Rio. Do you yeah. remember when um, Michael Phelps uh, was fucking smoking bongs before breaking a bunch of records. Then he broke more fucking records, and then we just let it off because he said he had mental illness, and he started doing app like a like a mental illness app sponsorship. <laughs> Fuck that! Fuck that! Fuck this bullshit! The Olympics suck. We'll talk more about the Olympics later. She is a you know, and then the, the, of course you start to think, well, two white dudes got away with this. Um, you know, now we have a black queer woman. What the hell, right? So I get why people's mind goes there. It's like give this puck fucking woman a break. I, 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 here, I mean, here, here's the, the the rule shouldn't have existed. Now that it did, I don't exactly know if there's a way for her to compete. But they need to change the rule immediately. It's so it's stupid. classified as a performance enhancing drug which i think outside of all of it if you, if you have the stance of like weed shouldn't be legal that's fine it is in no way a performance enhancing drug right and we could do the snowboarder unless you're a snowboarder like do that joke no it's still not it's not yeah um, it's it's if, if anything it's either not detracting i read a really it is detracting i read a really interesting quote i don't remember i think it was on instagram from somebody and it was like if alcohol stayed in our system as long as weed did, and weed stayed in our system as long as alcohol did, we would feel a lot differently about both of them. Oh, that's actually brilliant. Yep. And like, it's so stupid that like three weeks after she smoked a J because she was fucking stressed out of her mind in a legal state where it was completely legal and she could buy it herself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now you can't compete at the Olympics because you did that. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely preposterous. Yep. All right, uh, more preposterous racist bullshit uh, at ESPN with uh, Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. What exactly happened? All right, so uh, Rachel Nichols, I think you've probably heard of her. Yes. She's like... Big time ESPN. Big time commentator, uh, does play-by-play stuff. Very busy there. Um, Has had a longer career there. I think she's probably been there 10 plus years. I don't know. Um, So she apparently was not chosen for this squad to do the NBA Finals. Um, she took big time exception to that and was caught on a recording pretty much 
stating her case of why she thinks ESPN made the decision to put in this younger woman, Maria. Can you give me her last name? Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, Maria Taylor, who is um, a little bit younger, a little greener, and she's a black woman, okay? So I don't think anybody would have thought anything of this, but this shit got leaked, and then it leaked to the press. And in the conversation, Rachel Nichols was like, well, look. ESPN has had a, a, an atrocious history with like... Do you want me to read the quote? Like people of color. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You, just read the quote. Yeah, please. So this is on a phone call, I think, with like ESPN execs about Nichols being pulled from like kind of a longtime NBA gig that she had. And I think she liked it. And yeah. I, I feel like this is coming from a position of her trying to defend herself okay. in not wanting to lose like a big time gig. So, okay. It says, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football, she covers basketball. If you need to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You're not going to find it from me or taking my thing away. Yeah. So she's not disparaging Taylor. She is. No, she's not. She's disparaging ESPN. And they're no, she's shitty. She's disparaging both she's saying that the reason espn made the decision is because this the girl's black and they're trying to you know rectify their that's history that's not what she's saying isn't it i don't think that's what she's saying i think she's saying this is my gig you said espn you're trying to give this woman more to do because she's black and so can you it's, find it somewhere else so it doesn't detract from me she's saying she's saying if you're feeling pressure because of your crappy record of div- and nobody diversity. was like, nobody said to her first, like, well, we're giving it to her because she's black. And then Rachel Nichols wasn't like, oh, okay, well, can you find it somewhere else? <laughs> no, she brought it up. She's like, well, you must have given it to her because she's a black woman. That's and not I'm what she's woman. saying. You're, you're extrapolating something that mm-hmm. she didn't I say. Think it's pretty obvious. And I think like everybody's kind of coming down on her for that. I don't think that's what she's saying. She works with yeah. black people all the time no, like on, on her show. I don't think she's saying, I don't think she's anti-diversity. I think she was defending her position. And then the rest of the call talks about how this is in her contract and they're not obligated. They, they shouldn't be obligated to take that away from her. Yeah. I, I'm on your side and I'm on Maria Taylor's side. Right. That a shitty organization like ESPN should be giving opportunities to minorities more than they do of propping up like random white person number one and random white person number two and then Jalen Rose, right? I I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I don't disagree with that. I don't think Rachel Nichols came across as like racist or saying like she only got this because she black. I, I didn't yeah. read. I didn't interpret it that way. I mean, I think I did. And I think a lot of people did. I think um, social media was misleading on the way that it portrayed what happened. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I don't think that it was so egregious, and I think there's enough gray area there that Rachel Nichols will continue to have a career. Um, it's just super awkward right now. This and is I the just, kind of thing that she addressed it that she should yeah. address. Say sorry if people she did. were feeling offended by this, and then everyone should move on. She did. That's yeah. she already did on the jump. Cool. That's, With that's all that needs to happen. Kendrick Perkins and uh, Richard Jefferson. Okay, is on that show. Maybe that's yeah. all that needs to happen. And she did. Okay. And and sometimes people sometimes when people say something and they it gets taken away that they didn't mean it, that doesn't mean you still shouldn't apologize. And so For sure. that's all that needs to happen. And we, we're so ready to just destroy people that sometimes we need to let people redeem themselves or, or clarify things. So I, I think it, it's not a good look and it's gonna be more about how um, ESPN can hopefully continue to make good choices with um, its diverse hiring and representation and um, the fact that they uh, you know, allow her to, to redeem herself. Tinfoil hat theory Ooh. is that ESPN did this on purpose so that now they can take the heat off themselves 
and now they they shifted it on to Rachel Nichols. Ooh, that because is this spoiler. was recorded by an internal employee. Yeah, and it was leaked by an internal employee to the press. Yeah, you don't think ESPN knew about it? You don't think ESPN like was like, oh shit, we got this? I, I don't can know. Maybe. Ship that along, dude. Then it, then it makes a social media firestorm, and it's all about Rachel, fire Rachel Nichols, cancel Rachel Nichols, blah blah blah. Meanwhile, ESPN's the one that makes all of these decisions. Right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, it's possible. It's a weird situation. We'll see what comes of it. Maybe nothing, but... All right, guys. Here we go. Huge moment for us. This is going to be our new segment. This is the Nordies Podcast Olympic Update. Outside of their racist policies? Um, here's the update. Okay. Fuck the Olympics. <laughs> Fuck the Olympics. We are boycotting this shit. <laughs> I'm not watching a second. I'm not watching them debut their new Ralph Lauren walkout outfits. I am not here. I'm not going to watch them in their Kim Kardashian skims that they're they're all going to wear. I'm not going to watch the soccer, which I actually am interested in. I am not going to watch the power walking. I'm not going to watch the running, the swimming, the gymnastics, the diving, you name it. I am good on the Olympics. One, they're stupid as hell anyways. Two, they're racist. They're literally making banning people from talking about or wearing things that are Black Lives Matter. Yep. No kneeling, no fists up, nothing. No pride flags, which also UEFA is kind of doing that thing too. And overall, it's just a whole bunch of trash Um, people. I I know you hear me and you're like, oh man, he's so grouchy about things like the state fair and the Olympics. But the Olympics are literally not even the best competition. It's just all of the competitions happening at one time. I bet you Simone Biles cares more about winning the world championships every year than she does about the Olympics. But the Olympics are on TV with a big TV deal. And some of the people don't even make it. And it just it just is such a stupid fake thing for people to like sell you Coca-Cola and you know Ralph Lauren outfits. Yeah, and it's just I hate it. I can't I can't hate anything more than I hate the Olympics. And now this year that they're pretty wow. much just coming out as like just a super dumb racist organization. Um, I just am done for good. I got a question for you then. You have to choose one adventure. Mm-hmm. The first adventure is you have to watch all of the Olympic coverage. Every day for the time that it's on. And I'm not talking about like going into 3 a.m. with the replays, but just any of the live coverage you have to watch every day. Yeah. All of it. Yes. Or you have to go to the state fair every day for at a a minimum of like seven hours. I mean, both sound like hell. (laughs) (laughs) With without a doubt. I'm going to the state fair every day. Okay. Wow. I did not think I thought it was gonna be the other. I did too. Without a doubt. I would go to the state fair all the time. Because at least the state fair, I mean, there's Eric food, there's We started beer. working there. Didn't you used to work there, right? I used to work there. See, that's Family. part of why he's jaded. Family like, tree. I just make some extra money in the summer. I, I mean, I literally would work there. And then after work, I'd get Sweet Martha's cookies. And then I'd go like be on the set of like Channel 4 News. Which you also <laughs> rip Sweet Martha's cookies because you're like, they're average or below average cookies. No, nah, they're good. And I think they're well above average. They're good. They're just like... It's just like they're overrated. They are. I mean, they're good, but like everyone needs to sell down. They're like, oh my God, have you had the milk stand? Oh my God, did you guys get French fries? I'm like, yeah, dude. I go to restaurants. Who goes to them? 
<laughs> Sometimes my food who is you, served with French fries. Who do you know fries. that goes to the milk stand? <laughs> dude, it's right by Sweet Martha's. They get a glass of milk for like yeah, a quarter. Yeah, but you can just get a Bunch glass of, of milk weirdos. at Sweet Martha's, dude. Well, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then, and then, yeah. People... <laughs> Clearly, because you don't go. <laughs> oh, my God. I First thing I do when I get there is get French fries. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm ripping the Olympics. I'm yeah, ripping the Olympics. the Olympics. This is the Olympic segment, <laughs> which was actually just a big ruse for a takedown, which I appreciate it. I just don't know if I could hate something more than this. And like, it's like they're, they're, they're big time villains at this point that are just like, yeah, we actually just don't like black people is how it feels. Um, the fact that we have all of the patience for, you know, rich, privileged, white Michael Phelps to make all of his mistakes very publicly. And we forgive him and bring him back and road to redemption. And it can he be the most winning metal person ever? And then this happens. It's just sickening to me. And I just, I can't And it's not just it. that. There's been like this big campaign against any mothers that are like breastfeeding. There's been rules against that. There's been, uh, you know, like... Um, black swimmers, which there's not a lot of these like high level black swimmers. They should be encouraged to be into the sport. Like they won't be allowed to wear like a, a swim cap that can work with like a thicker, bigger braided head. And so like, it's just like taking an L one after another. And yeah, I guess it's been enough for us. Well, and then the, the, one of the worst ones, you know, Eric mentioned Simone Biles is her, she has a dismount on, uh, or maybe it's a, a vault. She has, she has some, element of some routine that they can't score for her because it's so complicated that nobody else can do and they're like you just can't do it yeah oh sickening just ridiculous like Like, don't do it because we don't know like you would just win instantly so you can't you're not allowed to do it yeah or something like uh steph curry you got so good at shooting um threes from almost half court you just can't do that anymore because other guys can't make them consistently yeah Yeah. so sport man so stupid this is supposed to be like the essence of sport and competition boiled down in its purest form and especially like to push the limits absolute bureaucratic mess just a disaster and like and so this will be my last thing okay is that they force the olympics on these cities who who bid them and they're like yeah you got to spend 500 million dollars on each on like three new stadiums and if you can't do that then we're not going to have the olympics there and so all of the taxpayers have to like foot the bill mm-hmm. for this one thing to make the international olympic committee super incredibly rich. wasteful because these these villages and these this infrastructure just crumbles over the next twenty years. Well, look at the look at the soccer stadiums that Brazil built. Like they're just like parking lots for bus companies now. Like yeah. it's just it's just stupid. Um, and when the U.S. proposes like, hey, we've got the infrastructure, we've got stadiums everywhere, we've got we've already got a Winter Olympic Village built in in Salt Lake City. We can enhance that. I was we've got, there. A couple we've weeks got places ago. in yeah. New York. We've got Chicago. We've got Atlanta. We've got tons of places in Texas that can host a ton of these events. They're like, you got shit already built. How are we supposed to grift? Mm-hmm. Like we can't skim something off the top if you've already got this stuff built. So that's why it's just so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's just dumb. That is tinfoil, but I like it that, Ryan. It's 100% true. Yeah. You don't think the IOC isn't like bilking these cities and like, hey, if you want this in your thing, you got to slip me a cool 500 grand and Guaranteed. then we'll make it happen. Eric? Yeah. <laughs> Play us out. This has been the Nordies Podcast Olympic Update. Is I that- think the, when the bit was originally designed, wasn't it going to be like, 
the music, fuck the Olympics, and then the music again. <laughs> That's what we'll be every other well, day. I don't de- know what we'll do from now on. I derailed maybe. it when I proposed. I, we had Eric. to get into the reasons why, of course. I didn't, know, I didn't know that that's where that song went, by the way. Yeah. Just into chaos. Yeah, really. All right. Uh, finally, guys, we're going to end with a little Euros talk here. Um, so we're in the final four teams of the Euros. Uh, you have three of the heavy favorites um, who've made it here. Um, on one side of the bracket, you have um, one of the top teams of the tournament, one of the best teams in the world, uh, Italy, who has been quite flawless so far. They've been fun to watch. They've they've scored some fun goals. Their defense has been incredible. Um, you know, they didn't even make the World Cup in 2018. and Which was unheard of for Italy. And they have really fought back um, and have become, you know, one of the one of the premier teams again in, in world soccer. It's and that they, strong. It's that strong defensive midfield they got, Eric. With uh, I, d- I did see someone say that um, that if Italy wins the World Cup, that they think that uh, um, Jorginho should win the Ballon d'Or. You mean the Euros? Or the, I'm sorry, the Euros. If they win the Euros, that Jorginho should win the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> People were like, "Yeah, I don't think so." Um, but anyways, I, I don't agree with that. Not, over, not over content. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, Italy, and they they face one of the other premier teams from from uh, Europe in in Spain, who's been pumping in goals for fun over the last couple, uh, which has also been a lot of fun. And uh, on the other side of the bracket, you have the darlings of the tournament um, who had the tragic uh, events of Christian Eriksen's heart attack and the scary things that unfolded on the field um, early on in the first game of the tournament. And uh, you have uh, England, the I think probably the team that most people in the world are cheering for, wouldn't you say? Uh, over cheering for Italy. Over Italy, but... for sure. Over um, Spain for sure. Probably over Spain for I mean, sure. Spain's won multiple tournaments. And they've won in, the World Cup. Yeah. Mul- yeah. I think I mean I think Denmark is kind of the darlings, but I think the other three teams have kind of been the cream of the crop and I think if Denmark beats England, Denmark, most, most of the world will be rooting for Denmark. I think whoever comes out of that side is gonna be cheered on heavily. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um as England hasn't won a major tournament since nineteen sixty six. They've had a lot of serious heartbreak in in, you know, almost fifty years. No. 55 years of play which is crazy to think of um and they've been great as well they haven't given up a single goal and so i think that this tournament has been one of the best sporting events i've watched in some time i think the games especially the ones in the knockout round have been just electric and i think that um you know international soccer is having a renaissance after yeah group group play was like so so there are a few good matches here and there but yeah the the knockout rounds have been electric um there's been a few blowouts but a lot of stuff has been like super close even with like super duper like underdog teams fighting until like the last very last second switzerland to be was it was it the swiss eric they were down three one they were down three one. Swiss were down three one to to France. To and they, France, they tied that's what it was. Yeah. And they won it in penalties. And then at the same time, you had um, Spain was hosting someone, um, Croatia. Yes. And they were up three one, yes. and they scored it, tied up late, and then Spain scored an extra time twice. So the games have been really fun. Uh, another Spanish uh, Switzerland game um, went to penalties. And everyone missed them. And yeah, literally almost everybody missed. But somehow Spain made more. I feel pretty confident that uh, Italy is going to beat England in tragic fashion. Like England's like the better team and (laughs) they like lose 
on a penalty or something just that will just break their hearts a little more is going to be my guess um but i'm cheering for england it'd be cool football coming home would be awesome and the the story the gareth southgate who's the coach um who's got one of the highest pressure jobs in all of sports is a guy who missed a penalty in 1996 when a lot of people thought they were going to win the euros and um he's their coach now trying to bring them their first title in a long time so i mean the story is there for for uh TV to tell, but will it happen? Who knows? Sports are unpredictable. I will also, I don't want to compliment the worldwide leader that much, but I feel like they did a pretty decent job covering the Euros overall. I feel like the announcers were good. They had decent, you know, insight. They had great matches to cover, um, pretty flawless, you know, uh, broadcasting overall. And it was available on ESPN, on you know, Xfinity, it was on the app, you know, it was, it's pretty widely available. I feel like they figured out a way to like make these matches like triple accessible, like to anybody that if you have this streaming service or this, or, you know, you have your cable provider, like you're going to be able to watch these matches. And so I think ESPN was like, oh, if we make everything like super easy to watch, more people will watch it. Kind of crazy. It's like an anti-major, like the opposite of what Major League Baseball does. So um, I will give them a B for their ability to make these matches accessible to the most amount of people possible because i think a lot of people that don't even watch soccer are like dude i was watching the euro match against switzerland and france and it was fucking awesome like it was insane and so i think it's great i think they did a good job you guys any prediction um yeah i think italy is going to beat england and then yeah no that would be it right because yeah that would be the chance that would be so 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 fun that championship would be that's the one everyone that's what i think is going to happen how many what's the over under on like fake like career ending injuries that's going to happen between spain and italy (laughs) (laughs) a lot of rolling around i like the one story where the guy like got terminally injured like he was gonna die and then his team scored and he hopped right up and ran over yeah that was italy it's like dude people that don't watch soccer that's all they see and remember because that type of clip makes it like yeah. to everything so that sucks buddy you're fucking it up for the rest of us yeah like be a man like there's a lot of people watching this like you're yeah. on tv right people yeah. can see you <laughs> people can tell <laughs> all right guys that is it that's all the time we have this week on the nordy's podcast go check out our screencast which was awesome um make sure you find that and also uh, enjoy uh, the rest of maybe a long holiday week for you and your fr- family and friends. Uh, spread the word to them about your favorite podcast, the Nordies Podcast. We're, we're coming in on 500 episodes. Getting close. We've been doing this for a long time. So spread the word uh, and enjoy the time. But go back, listen to our other stuff, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.